All right. I am your host, Zach. Hey there. And I'm your host, Noah. And of course, this is the Fast Informative 15 podcast. A couple of exciting announcements. If you can't tell, we updated our audio. So it is fire, right? Mic test, mic test. How do you sound, Noah? I hope I'm sounding good. Yeah, right. We are professionals. Um, the second thing I want to talk about is right now, of course, our audience is about 80% in the US, but we are streaming on 14 platforms now since last week, and we're over 18 countries. So I do want to give a shout out. We got Australia, United Kingdom, Canada, Germany, Norway, Sweden, Spain, Ireland, Taiwan, Bolivia, India, Ghana, Greece, South Africa, the Netherlands, Poland, Russia, and the United Arab Emirates. Hopefully I said that right, right? So we actually just gained two more. So we got a good, a good reach. And I'm excited to just say thank you. And hopefully we can bring some more value to you guys. And you know, as you know, this podcast is really just designed to bring you long form conversations, put them into bite-sized pieces. You know, sometimes if you don't have three hours to listen to a full conversation, no problem. You know, that's where we come in. We break down influential current event podcasts into a 15 minute summary of the most important information they talked about, some high points. And our goal is really just to spread key info fast, efficiently, and of course, boost up all of our speakers as well. So we hope you enjoy. So yeah. let me go ahead and introduce you to our guests. Uh, we have Lex Friedman. He is a Russian-American computer scientist. He's an artificial intelligence researcher and, of course, a podcast host. He's currently working and teaching at MIT, a very prestigious school. And his guest, if you don't know him, might be living underneath a rock, is Mark Zuckerberg. Um, obviously, Mark Zuckerberg is a America a media magnate, an internet entrepreneur and philanthropist. He is very well known for co-founding Facebook and now Meta platforms. And uh, what they really talked about was a lot of different things. Of course, they talked about Meta. They talked about the metaverse coming. They talked about Facebook and some of the things it's been accused of. They talked about um, you know what, what uh, they're currently working on at Meta and what's the future to be. And Lex also asked him some pretty engaging questions. So we're going to dive into that. Yeah. So this podcast, um, we're going to kind of debrief all those questions, kind of in order that the podcast really went. And before we get into that, uh, this is very recent. So this interview was three days ago. So it was March 1st or the end of February. It's very recent. So Noah, I mean, this is the first time anyone's really heard Mark speak on an open platform for about two and a half hours without being in court that we yeah. see on TV. So what'd you think? I just want to say this to the audience. I want to promote things that are healthy. Um, and I think that a lot of this is actually showing Facebook meta, this podcast we're about to cover in a positive light. And I am optimistic that he has changed uh, since appearing in front of the Supreme Court and maybe has changed Facebook's algorithms since the social dilemma. It is possible to do. Um, so again, just make sure you're, you're educating yourself and you're making the best decisions for you. Um, I, I think that this is uh, the best way that you can use social media is by using it and not letting it use you. So Zach, back to you. What was your overall thoughts? Um, I, uh, of course, I'm optimistic too. And I'm going to promote digital literacy, right? You know, don't get used by social media, use it, right? Don't get used by technology, use it. And this I liked because there's a lot of updates, a lot of changes. I mean, this company has been around for a while now. So I was excited to hear about the announcements that the came up in the conversation with, you know, some of the technology that's rolling out, how it's being used and how we will be able to use that in the future. So it's kind of just like a 
update for the tech field for me and just like what to expect. So I was more so an optimistic side and I like hearing it. And I'll talk about what those conversations are in here in a minute. Okay. Awesome. So as far as like to get rolling into the podcast and debrief a little bit, I want to start off because the first question, the opener that Lex asked Mark, you just got to hear it. So I'm going to play the clip. Is it possible that this conversation is happening inside the metaverse created by you by meta many years from now and we're doing a memory replay experience i don't know the answer to that then you're then i'd be some some computer construct and not the person who created that meta company but that would truly be meta right so as you can tell this is complex and i love that question just to start off with just where their two minds are at now, right after that, uh, Lex asked Mark Zuckerberg a question. He asked, hey, you know, how long is it going to be before the magic of in-person is represented in the metaverse? And what he means is the feeling of presence, which cannot be from a screen, like phones, TVs. Uh, his response was five to 10 years max. And the way that they're working on this, and it ties it, ties it together, is Right now, Meta has a rule for all their meetings. So instead of meeting over Zoom, right, which is what most of my meetings are, they actually do standing meetings in virtual reality in a meeting room. Mark mentions a few things that are just better than Zoom already. He mentioned spatial audio. So it allows small talk. So you can have eight people in this VR room and you can lean next to somebody in this room and whisper to them and somebody across the room couldn't hear you, just like you could in the real world. If somebody is across the room speaking on a subject, it would sound like they're further away. Spatial audio is a big deal when it comes to presence of somebody. They're also working on eye contact and facial cues. That's something you can't really do over video conferencing because it's hard to make eye contact with somebody that you're watching over Zooms. Yeah, well, I was going to say it's almost impossible to really make true eye contact on Zoom. You have to like, you would have to, you're just looking at the camera at that point. You're not really looking at each other. You're both just looking at the camera and hoping that, you know, you can actually meet real eye contact on Zoom. Yeah. And most of the time you're looking at the screen of the face of the person and then yes. their eyes are down too. So everyone's like looking sideways. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so this one's pretty neat. There's a builder bot software inside Meta and it's going to be able to allow you to speak to code. So for example, you're in this world and, you know, you, you want to see trees. You can say, hey, I would like to see trees there. And then the code will build in, in, in real time trees right there. Um, you know, maybe you want a desk right in front of you. Hey, build a desk in front of me. And then now it appears. And that they have for uh, Facebook, now Meta. They started with gaming. And of course, they're moving into the social work setting. And then third will be more of like the open world that most people are thinking or talking about. So the workspace is going to come first. That'll be like the virtual rooms that they're already using inside Meta. That's something that a lot of companies will take advantage of first. And then they'll roll out the a more exciting stuff where they'll have the uh, builder bot where you can just say, hey, build me a desk here, put some trees here, all that stuff. Inside the meta, you're able to teleport all over the place. So you could teleport to a room and you could work with Noah making a podcast, teleport to another room and do another interview with somebody in Australia very, very quickly and easily and with full presence. That, that's kind of the direction they're going first. Right. So, you know, he asked, will people, Lex asked Mark, will people be using this too much? Mark's response, it's meant to spend your already computing time instead of inside of meta uh, instead of more time initially. Now, my thoughts on that, well, that's how it's meant to be. But of course, I think it'll be a lot more addicting in, in actuality. 
I think it could go person by person. I have no, we have yet to, we got to find out if people are right. going to be inside the meta forever, like the matrix, or if people are, are just going to use it for work. I, I mean, I have no idea. It might be both. <laughs> right. Lex asked Mark Zuckerberg, what about the identity? How do you know that inside meta or inside the system that you're actually talking to who they say they are? So he mentions there's going to be different, uh, you're going to have a different type of representation for yourself or different things. So for example, if you're having a meeting, you might do photorealistic where you look like you. If you are kind of goofing off or you want to do something else, you may have a cartoon version of yourself or an avatar. You can make that whatever you want. It won't just be one thing. He actually mentions having a software where you're able to switch into these two back and forth, kind of like style transfers. With that being said, again, the question is, well, what about security? How do you know who you're talking to is who? He did not go into detail, which we wish he did about how to have that biometric security. I'm assuming it'll be something like the blue check mark on Instagram or. Then Lex asked him, you know, what, hey, what did the social dilemma get wrong um, about Facebook? And this is what Mark said. He said, he states that when social media triggers people, when Facebook specifically triggers people, they leave the whole system altogether later down the line. He said that a negative post grabs their attention in the short term, sure, but long term, it's the opposite. Now, this is what Mark said. Um, he said that the reality of human nature, it, this is the reality of human nature, not the programming that they put in. Mark mentions, of course, that that's not the goal, and they've been working on the, these issues for the greater good. Also, he, he cited that the most recent study actually suggests that there's lower polarization in countries with social media. Um, we wish that we knew more about those studies and you know what metrics they use, but this is what Mark said. So he mentioned that Facebook is not a party company, meaning that they're not specific to either camp, neither red nor blue. Um, he, he mentioned that both camps actually get pissed off because all negatives are always stated and posted versus the positives. So to give you an example, if uh, the left saw something actually taken down that was good, like they, they were, in, they were uh, for that, they wouldn't post about it. All they would post about is the negative stuff. Same with the right. If the right saw something, they and then the Facebook actually took that down that they wanted, they wouldn't post, hey, Facebook, Meta, you did a great job. What they would instead post is only the negative. So you're really never going to please anybody on both sides. Anytime a controversial thing comes up, half the country is against the brand each time. Um, it's never really satisfi you know, satisfactory. And that, that is, I, I mean, I agree. That's a tough situation to be in and a, a tough fix. So. Absolutely. So Frances Hogan is what's known. She's known as the Facebook whistleblower. She leaked the internal Instagram research into teenagers and their well-being. Her claim is that Instagram is choosing profit over the well-being of the teenage girls, saying that Instagram is toxic for them. Here was Zuckerberg's response. Um, he, he said that 11 out of the 12, uh, 11 out of 12 girls that do struggle with those same issues said that Instagram made it better rather than worse for them. There's a lot of stuff that we're going to be working on, especially with teens on social media going forward. Now, here's what I have to say. What are the metrics of this study? You know, they did not, like Lex did not uh, pry more and Mark did not give more explanation. He also didn't say the things they were doing to improve this. Um, you know, was there, were they measuring a dopamine spike for that hour? And they're saying, well, that makes them better because they're happier because of dopamine. Were they measuring it for a day? Were they measuring social media use? over a month? And is a dopamine spike an accurate measure of happy? What was the metrics on this? And also, do these girls know what was actually better or worse for them in the long run? They're teenage girls. Not to say that they don't have insight on themselves, but I just want to know more about this research. I didn't seem very clear. cut. Right. Um, that was his response. Of course, we want to know more. Right. 
and went straight into bullying, which we can talk about some positive changes here. Um, bullying is a very complex thing to fix, especially in social media world. Um, here's some added things that have changed. They have turning off comments as an option. So if you post something, you can have a setup where no one can say anything. No comments as an anti-bullying strategy. Also, there's an option on people to take a break. So if somebody posts something, you know, lie because they're being mean, you can actually take a break from them and you won't see anything without unfriending them or that certain person as well. That's some things instituted that they're using already. Yeah. And I, again, I, I, I want to stay optimistic. I think that's actually really cool. Here's another one. But uh, uh, the rest of this is actually pretty optimistic. So when it comes to self-harm or suicide, Zuckerberg said they can find these cues in AI algorithms. He said that Facebook has built these AI systems to not only find these suicide indicators, but check this out. Once they are found, they're connected to a first responder. And he said that in, in some points, parts of the, the nation and in the U.S., that it's already saved thousands of lives. Um, Mark said that he's rolling this out, this AI in other places around the world. I would love it if you listeners, you know, mention if this has happened in your community, if Facebook has actually had the ability to not only see if someone is on suicide watch or indicates it, but actually connect to a first responder and save lives. I think it's a phenomenal thing they're doing. And I, and I, I hope it does spread out and it gets more you know, popular. Free speech with Zuckerberg. Uh, this was brought up. There are 20 forms of harm that they actually do track on Facebook. He mentions bullying, terrorism, inciting violence, intellectual property theft. And it really can't, of course, there's more. He said 18 out of the 20 of those are pretty clear cut where everyone agrees that they're bad. The two that are, you know, polarizing would be misinformation and hate speech. Uh, speech. Uh, those are what's really controversial and still are and probably the hardest ones to deal with. The most controversial cases actually go to a group of people on Facebook who end up making the final decision whether to remove it or not. So it does come down to people to make those decisions, not AI. Zuckerberg said that these are people chosen who are committed to free expression and freedom of speech. He did not explain how he chose those people, um, how long they're around. That was just the statement that was made they have actively using right now. Right. Um, Zuckerberg said that the challenge with free speech is that everyone agrees that there's a line that when you're actually going to do physical harm to someone, there should be restrictions. But where is that line of what is physical harm? This is pretty interesting. For example, what if bullying leads to someone committing suicide? At what point would those words being said be physical harm? Interesting question. Obviously a hard one to, to uh, analyze. And to stem from that, what they've made is pretty interesting. It's called the Research Supercluster. RSC. It's the fastest AI supercomputer running today. It will work on natural language processing, develop new augmented reality tools, have speech recognition, and have real-time voice translation, which a large group of people can each speak different languages and understand each other, which I think is sick. So we could all have a meeting room. Everyone could be speaking different languages naturally, but when we speak to each other in this augmented reality, one language and you can hear and understand everyone and that would be part of this ai system very cool um so at the end of the podcast it did leave on a, a kind of a lighthearted note um zuckerberg had some advice to young college students he also had some advice he told his daughters and he shared that with uh you know the listeners so for college students he said you know who you surround yourself with is the most important he actually hires people that he would see himself working for uh, he also said this is a similar thing for friendships and relationships. He said, you know, is it a reciprocated 
uh, type of relationship between you and that person, whether it's friendship relationship, and is it more of what you would want to become in life? If it is those things, then you know you're in the right spot. So he also, you know, what he tells his daughters, um, this is what he said is what he tells them is important. He says that health, loving friends and family are important, and also to have something that you're excited about for the future. He also asked them every day, you know, what did you do today to help somebody? It's hard not to see Zuckerberg in a positive light, of course, by when he says these different things. Um, he also mentioned, you know, that he was heavily influenced by a quote from Picasso, actually. And the quote was, all children are born as artists. The problem is to remain an artist as we grow up. Yeah, so, Zucker- and I would yeah. say like Zuckerberg's been under scrutiny since forever. He was the first, he was the youngest billionaire at 22. And yeah, that's when he was getting sued in Supreme Court and stuff for the first time, um, which I'm sure that now he's how old? 37? 37. Yeah. So it's optimistic and I'm glad to see some maturity. So are you ready for the big Jew? <laughs> right. So Zuckerberg is putting almost all of his money in research to manage, prevent and cure diseases. And when I mean all of his money, talking 99%. So now it is 99% of Facebook's shares, which is right now estimated at $45 billion. By the time that you know Mark passes away, it's going to be at an estimated $75 billion going towards managing, preventing, and curing diseases. This would be the largest donation, uh, I believe, ever in history towards curing diseases and managing them. Uh, ever. Right. So um, guys, as always, uh, we hope you enjoyed and we do have the links in the description. Um, so check those out. Uh, we always want you to listen to the full podcast if you have the time to. One last thing, guys, is to right now, I mean, we're on 14 platforms. We need more reviews, of course. So that would be awesome. So do a shout out on Apple Podcasts. You can actually do a written review. So on Spotify, you can only rate like five stars because we're awesome. On Apple Podcasts, you can do a written review. If you leave a written review, put your Instagram tag. Like we are actually going to read some of these written reviews in our next episodes coming up. So give you a spotlight, help you out. You know, sharing is caring. So please do that. And we will see you next time. Also, stick around if you want to listen to some funny reels and bloopers. I don't normally digest this much information, but I am a fast, informative 15 goat. Hey, Adrian! Adrian! Yeah, I just got this shit not out of me. But what I've been doing is watching the Fast and Fallen 15 podcast. Boom, 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 boom! Anyway, I'm much more informed now. Much smarter than you thought. Yeah, I knocked the next one out with all the information I got. Boom, pow, bam.